Good morning to you all on this awesome Sunday morning. Trust you had a phenomenal weekend. And uh, we were speaking last week, the whole week, about growing, sowing, and going. It will appear, grow, sow, and go. But I want to help you this morning to take you deeper into the growing, sowing, and going aspect. Now we've got two weekends with this weekend before July is over. And I want to help you to understand the concept or the principles of how God is doing things. Now I've got some notes here that I want to share and help you. But before I do that, welcome to you all this morning. All our viewers from wherever you are tuned in, welcome. I trust that all our pastors are tuned in and please let us know if you watch this broadcast because it's important that your life will be transformed and we stay on the same page in the direction we are going and uh, what an honor to serve you this morning from our home to your home and uh, oh my word and we want to celebrate and give God all the glory for our phenomenal Loftal team. Jesus operate in teams, and it's only where there's a team, there's conquest. One person maybe can do it quicker, <laughs> but he will fall out some way. But where there's a team together, they're going to do it greater and more powerful. And that's why Jesus' whole ministry operates through teams. Now, uh, I asked Lanzel, how many families did we feed and still busy? Over a thousand, one hundred, and I think she said 65, yes. And even this week, the ladies in the restoration center move into a bigger building and phenomenal to help people in the community. Loftal is a church in the community for the community because we understand the ways how God is working and the model we have is Jesus, how he did things. Now we are a first century church operating in a 21st century world. And that's why how you understand that is growing, sowing, and going. That's a first century church because you will read that in Acts chapter 2 and from verse 42. There's a few verses that explain the whole gospel, everything the apostles teach, how they operate, and then God add daily to the church because of that model, God's model. Somebody asked me, what models are you? No, there's only one model. That's the Jesus model. There's not another model. <laughs> and when we operate in the Jesus model, we carry the guarantee it's going to happen last week, Sunday night. And don't forget about tonight, 6 o'clock. It's going to be powerful. We're going to team up and about prayer and the power of that and faith because we teach on faith. Faith is the foundation. And Jesus said in the scripture we were reading last week, Matthew 7, and Gabriel used it powerful. He was reading from another translation. It's the foundation, this foundational because how stronger the foundation, how higher the building. Oh, my word. 
If you, you build on a weak foundation, your building is going to tumble over. It's going to get top heavy is the word. Now, this morning, I want to help you to share because uh, there's a powerful statement that was made in Scripture. Now, to understand this, I want you to, to just follow quickly before we get into the message of this morning. That Colossians chapter 116, all things, absolutely all things, is created by God. Now, we like that portion, but we miss out for God. Now, you can read it in all the different translations. It boils down to this, what I've just said. All things, you and me, because that's why the book of Revelation says, Thou art worthy, O Lord, for thou hast created all things, and all things has been created for God's pleasure. You and I are on the face of the earth for God's pleasure. All things were created by God and for God. And because we were created by God and for God, the only guarantee you have in this life that you're going to be so significant and a person of impact to live out God's dream is to understand Scripture. Now, by growing, Colossians chapter 2, 7, out of the New Living Translation, the second edition says, and this Scripture is so powerful, it says, let your roots grow down into Him then your faith will grow strong. Wow. Now, now you will hear the word faith more. That was a word that was overlooked or misinterpreted because faith is God said it. I believe it. Now I act upon it. Then I have the results of the word. He says, so God wants us to grow in faith. He says, let your roots grow down into him then your faith will grow strong in the truth <laughs> that you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. How do you know a person is mature? There's a lot of thankfulness, not groping and moaning and complaining and murmuring. No, if I grow, let your roots grow deep down in him. It's in him. In other words, build that strong foundation because God doesn't want you to stay a baby Christian. He wants you to become a mature one. <laughs> That's why the book of Hebrews says, <laughs> my word, by this time we should have been fed with a powerful food. <laughs> Afrikaans fast space. And he said, but how's it possible that you still need to be fed with milk. Now, I know it's not the group that I'm sharing the word this morning. It's the group not listening <laughs> or not watching. But that's very important. It's a maturity factor because growing will lead you to sowing, to something that's also called generosity. Now, if you want to live out God's dream, Get less that God can get more in you. You will have these three qualities. Growing, sowing, and going. 
Now, this is so powerful because God made you to love you. Did you know that? Did you hear what I've just said? God made you to love you. Now, this is phenomenal. We say, when I accepted the Lord, no, no, or when God got hold of me, no, no, God. <laughs> this, or when I get hold of God, no, God got hold of you. God loved you first. That's very important to understand. God doesn't want to be something on the sideline or a portion of your life. Come on, somebody. Or just a sometime God. Or just a Sunday morning God. For a lot of people, God is a Sunday morning God. Or a Sunday night God. No, he wants you to love him with you all, with all of your heart. When the attorney came to Jesus, that's the great commandment and the great commission. And he said, Master, tell me the greatest commandment. And then Jesus said, the Lord our God is one God. You must love the Lord your God with all of your heart. That's a powerful thing. Because if all is not involved, then something, there's little weeds and little foxes that's going to spoil the vine. All of your mind with all of your soul means your spirit man. And then with all of your strength, this action. If we can love God that way. One morning I came in the kitchen. I've shared it a few weeks ago. And I heard the audible voice of God. He said, the greatest enemy to any assignment, to your calling, to God's vision, God's plan for your life is effort. When things become an effort, it's an effort to do it. He said, that's the greatest enemy to God's assignment, to your calling, to God's purpose for your life. Because God said, I created you because I love you. Now, what I want you to do is, I don't want to be a fraction. I don't want to be 75 or 50 or 25. Some people get smart and they say, oh, the Bible says only a tenth of your time and a tenth of your love and a tenth of your money. That's the biggest penny polonious sobiana what people can ever say because God said, no, I want you to love me with all of your mind, all of your heart, all of your soul, and with all of your strength. That means then you grow, then you will be generous as sower, and then going will not be so different. Now, I didn't say just go. There's a lot of went ones, but there's a lot of sent ones. That's the difference. And we'll share that next week about the going aspect. And that's why this week we wait for the president that we're going to open some of our services or activities and uh, to help our people because the church is growing in this time and people are tuning in. And we realize now, love dollars not, it's just a Sunday thing, but here we are. But from Monday to Saturday, there's activity going in the communities. The church is visible, and that's what needs to happen. Now, this morning, we're going to talk about the sowing part. 
Now, the moment when I said that, some people say, I'm going to switch off my cell phone, the computer, the television, what you watch, um, because this is a money thing. No, if God has my heart, all of my heart, then money is not a problem. Giving, generosity, that was what Jesus came to explain. <laughs> he, he showed us how to grow up. He showed us how to be generous, how to be sowers. Now, sowing is not only money. I'm going to help you this morning, and I'm going to give you the 12 laws of sowing by faith because everything starts in him and ends in him, and it's going to be a faith journey. Come on, somebody. That's why God wants me to grow. Say, God wants me to grow, and he wants me to be a sower. Ex display the nature, the character of God. And he wants me to go fulfill God's dream on the face of the earth. Satan's strategy is to bring problems and bring lockdown and bring the COVID-19 thing. And now it's there. We don't need, but to bring fear. There's so much fear in people. Oh, my word. Dr. Skonk can contact me. And he sent me a message. He said this past week or last week, people got crazy in California because of fear. Fear is dominating this world world and that's the strategy of the antichrist people who don't believe in God come on people that Jesus is the Messiah to put the fear in God's people and that and now what a job says what I feared came my way so say no more fear for the rest of the year I did not receive God did not give me the spirit of fear but he gave me <laughs> power, love, and have a sound mind. Now, uh, let me get into the word, and I want to give you the laws and stuff to help you to understand. Because the Bible tells us, and there's a powerful message, and Pastor Yaku one time preached about that. And the Bible gives us how to follow these three people's lives, how to be significant how to be, I want to say, significant, successful. Now, because you are in one of a few levels that people operate. they either in survival mode. Now, most people right now are in survival mode. If I can just make it till tomorrow. Now, I don't want to live that way. If I have the means or not the means, it's a mind thing. I'm not going to allow survival mode to take me. Uh, just to say if I can just exist. No, 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 no. A lot of people are average. Average got our nations and the nations in the world. The average Christians. I said it somewhere in one of the keys of faith. We've got a lot of atheist Christians. <laughs> they believe, but they don't believe. <laughs> a lot of inactive Christians they Christians in the name. Now, I say again, it's the ones that's not listening right now. Now, now, listen. God gave us these three things in the Bible. And that's phenomenal. Now, God used the ant, did you know, and a spider. And he used an eagle. He used all kinds of things to explain to us. And it's simple things. People say, oh, I need... The new apostolic lingo. <laughs> they don't speak about a cup. It's a metron. Now, I, I'm in with all this, but 
The Bible is just simple. It's plain. It's a book so much full of power that you need to understand. And he, he used the example of a significant athlete. And then of a significant soldier. So it's an athlete, a soldier, and then the farmer, a significant farmer. Now that's the three things that God used to help us how to move out of that average, out of survival, out of success. Now I know a lot of successful people and uh, successful ministries. But the question is, are we significant? Because success in the world is described by the money I have, the clothes I wear, the jewelry I put on, my hairstyle, <laughs> the car I'm driving. Oh, my word. And people think, whoa, that's successful. You are successful, but in debt. <laughs> you need to get out of debt. God wants you to be significant. Listen, significant means effective. It means a person of impact. It means a world changer, a history maker, a planet shaker. You are that spear that breaks through the barriers. You are a pioneer of where God is going in this moment with the world. Now listen this morning. You are destined to live out God's dream. You are chosen by God. Handpicked. Ephesians chapter 1. You are ordained before the foundation of this world. God had you in mind. That was what was, was with Jeremiah. But he complained. I'm helping you to grow up. To put your roots deep. That the enemy will not come with a thought to. Because it's when you lose your confidence. And your, 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 you get into self-doubt. That you lose the focus and get haywire and then get involved with all kinds of nonsense and run after prophecy and be led by what the prophet said. And no, 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 you need to be led by what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. That's very important. Now, now listen this morning, because when God gave us these three figures, the athlete, the soldier, and the farmer. We're going to look at the farmer this morning. Because if you want to be that successful farmer, that's what God wants you and me to be. Then you're going to make it in this life. Victorious, overcomer, and a champion. Now, now because the, the, the thing that we speak on is sowing. Now, I said the moment when I said sowing, people think, oh, here goes my money. No. <laughs> if you have a need, a love need, what do I need to do? I need to sow love. If you need confidence, sow confidence. If you, now you can use this law of faith, the laws of sowing in your relationships in your marriage, in your career, in ministry, in your business, in your daily life, with everything. Because what you sow is what you're going to reap.
Now, I'm going to help you with the scriptures and with stuff because scripture explains itself. I don't need another revelation to explain scripture. If I read scripture in context, scripture explains scripture. Come on, somebody. Now, that must be already an eye-opener. I can close the Bible and say, Amen. <laughs> and you had enough to chew on on this day because, <laughs> listen, the Bible compare our Christ life, our journey on the face of the earth with gardening, farming. Oh, my word. <laughs> over and over, even out of Jesus' mouth comes, I have <laughs> give you that you must bear much fruit. John 15, John 14. There's a lot about sowing. There's more scripture about sowing than about talking about heaven. <laughs> Why? You need it here while you travel on the face of the earth. Now listen, the, the thing is, God's laws, there's 12 laws of sowing and reaping. And uh, I'm going to take you to the word with that because you, you, I said we can use this laws in every facet of my life. Whatever you need, turn it into seed. And the seed will produce the key to unlock the harvest you need to happen. If you sow hatred, what do you think? You're going to reap love? No! You're going to reap hatred. If you're yelling and screaming, that's what you're going to get. If you're unfriendly, your whole family is going to be unfriendly because you sowed it. If you sow doubt and unbelief, you're going to have a family and followers that's going to be full of doubt and unbelief or criticism or find fault. But if you sow faith and you believe in people, that's what you're going to have back in your life. <laughs> now, let, let, let me get to this this morning. Because scripture tells us in, 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 in Galatians chapter 6 verse 7, it says, God says, as long Oh, first Genesis, let's get to Genesis 8.22. That's God speaking. As long as the earth endures, there will be seed time and harvest. How long will seed time and harvest be? As long as the earth endures, as long as the earth exists, as long as there are mankind on the earth, seed time and harvest, and that's in Genesis God said it. Now, that's very important to understand that. That's why your whole life is based on seed time and harvest. Because Galatians 6, 7 says, Don't be misled. No one makes a fool of God. <laughs> that, that's, that's strong language. That's strong language. Now listen what he says. Whatever a person plants, he might harvest. No, that's not what the Bible says. Not might. He says, 
Whatever a person plans, whatever you show, he will have us. There's a difference between will and might. In other words, what I sow today, I will be the product tomorrow. Words are seeds. That's why I speak on the keys of faith all the time. To help people, to unlock that greatness out of you. You can ensnare your own life through the principle if you use a law wrong. Electricity to broadcast. We've got lights here and all kinds of stuff that JJ put up to make it possible that we can have. And how do you like my painting at the back? <laughs> Let me get, I painted that by the grace of God. That's why I have a heart for South Africa, but it starts in the Western Cape. Listen, everything, your words can put you over or put you down. Electricity, the same electricity that gives power, that helps you to wash your clothes, to cook your food, to iron your clothes, if you're still ironing or tumble drying, <laughs> the modern thing we do is the same thing if you use, if you put your fingers in the socket, ladies, you're going to have, and even men, if you don't have hair, it's going to jump up. You're going to get a shock and you can even die of using a law wrong. That's why the laws of seed time and harvest, right through scripture, God gave it to us that we can grow, that we can sow, and that we can go. Oh my word, this will preach phenomenal. Now, now listen to the important thing. The next thing I want to say, the 12 laws of God of planting and sowing. If you ignore the law of sowing, it can harm you. It can hurt you. If you operate in the law, in the principle of sowing and reaping, it will multiply you, it will advance you, it will let you grow in every aspect, it will make you that giant in the Lord and nothing will touch you that's negative in life. Now the first law of sowing and reaping is Everything starts with the seed. <laughs> you and I are the product of a seed. Peter Hendrik de Toy, that was my dad. And Elizabeth Marta, she was a, a girl snayman and she married my dad, Elsa de Toy. When they came together, when the seed hits the egg, my sister Tossie was born, then my brother Krista was born, and then Gustav came, and then I've got another brother, Leonard, and then I've got another brother, uh, his name is Jock, with, that my dad had with his uh, next wife when he and my mother got a divorce. So what happened? My children exist out of seed. Everything starts with seed. Now, if you know and understand this, that your life, your morning, your good night starts with seed. Your journey in life, your decisions starts with seeds. That's why I say how you exit 
is how you enter. People think, man, if I can leave this and go to the next thing. No, if you don't exit in God's time, with God's blessing, with God's leading, you're going to enter into something <laughs> greater mess. We've always got a thing to say, the grass is greener on the other side of the fence. Yeah, it's because the manure is more there. I won't say what my mother's terminology was. Now listen, because scripture says this so powerful. Genesis 1:11, and God said, let the land have seed bearing plants and trees that bear fruit with seed in it according to the varieties. In other words, everything starts with the seed. And I said, we are seed. What is seed? A seed is anything valuable that I give away. Wow. Everything I give away. If you honor people, it's honoring seed. That's why giving has nothing to do with money. They want my money. They want, no, 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 no. Keep your money. Buy a McDonald's hamburger and get a rooty tooty and some <laughs> curry and rice or Kentucky fried chick, whatever you want to do. Because anything, listen, it's about honor. If I honor God, then sowing is never a problem. Sowing my time, sowing my days. I hear people complain and say, oh, working for God is so hard. And oh, my word, working. Let me tell you, it's, <laughs> it's an honor to be on 24-hour service for God. The other morning, a pastor called me 2 o'clock. Pastor Johan Kroon here. And he said, Toy, I never believed you're going to pick up the phone. You're the only one that can pick up the phone two o'clock in the morning. He said, I've got great respect for that. I said, well, I've learned, you know, I'm on duty all the time. And it's an honor to do it for God. Because seed is anything <laughs> valuable that I give. To love somebody is valuable. To, 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 to motivate, so it's valuable. Money, that's why David says, I will not bring unto my God a sacrifice if it doesn't cost me a price. You cannot just lose, you know, a tip. It's not a tip life. It's a 100% life where everything I have, everything I am, Everything I will ever be is by the grace of God. God's goodness. We have properties that's paid for. And when I, <laughs> I was so long time ago on the properties, some of the staff said they haven't seen me in five months. Listen, but when I'm there, I realize what we have achieved by the grace of God. It's not good stuff. It's not only Lofthouse people. Yes, it's the team that helped. But it's by his grace. But it started off. This ministry start with seed. 
We moved here and we were so poor and you've heard me the story. Now that year Scryfontein was poor. There was 35,000 people in town. And uh, the town with the most divorce cases, family murders. Oh my word, repossessions. The, the, the place with where people had the most children I th because they don't have TV. They live next to the railway line. <laughs> but listen, the poor people in Cryfontaine called us poor. I fasted. I prayed. I went on sackcloth and ashes. I had a, a sackcloth belt that I wear in secret. And I think that will humble me. That will give the breakthrough. Oh, my word, I start by the grace of God next to the N1. That was the old petrol station. And we start the service there, the upper hall church, with three people. Now, I said, the poor people in Cryfontaine called us poor. Now, you must know how poor we were. I walk, oh, my word, 76 miles a week when we moved to Zandam Farm with my feet. <laughs> Somebody gave me a valiant car, but it was a, a gas hawk, a petrol fark. <laughs> I couldn't afford it because it's so expensive. It says petrol, petrol, petrol when you start the thing. So I had to walk. Rain, hail. I can tell you stories. And then I fasted and pray. I say, I must get out of this poverty thing. Because a poor person cannot help another poor person. You can say shame, sister, with words. But what are you going to do in the real life to bring hope and change that person's life? And then I fast and pray and I became skinny and more skinny. And I tell the story. I first slept in a PVC pipe. Then I became skinny that I could sleep in a house pipe, then in a macaroni <laughs> but God spoke to me one day He said, hey How are you going to get out of this thing? Is give yourself out Now most of us say I'm waiting on God No, God is waiting on you God is waiting for you to start sowing God bless me Now this is the story Can you imagine That a farmer He's got all the seed And he said God And he looks over the land And over the fields And there's nothing there He's a, a corn farmer A milli farmer A milli boor Or a, a, a fruits Whatever And he said God bless me Oh God I serve you God I do scripture every morning God I God just got one question to ask. Did you sow? No, God, but. Your God said, did you sow? Because from Genesis chapter 1, the principle of sowing and reaping. Now, this is the, the powerful thing that you need to understand. A seed is anything valuable. The second thing about seed time and harvest Nothing happens until the seed is planted. Nothing happens. I bought and brought some very valuable seed that was imported from overseas. And I've got some black tomato seed. Black to it produced black tomatoes. You haven't seen that yet. 
<coughs> I've got um, orchids. When you plant it, it looks like a real monkey face. The other ones looks like doves. And I thought, where's that seed? And then I've got some other seed here that I was supposed to plant. Violet seeds. Now I, I got some powerful uh, passion fruit, granadella seed. And I thought, where did I plant this granadellas? Because I bought a few of them. Now, granadella seed is very, I plant granadellas. And then I discover, <laughs> oh my word, they didn't sprout. They didn't come up. Why? Because I didn't plant them. I discovered them in the fruit bowl. <laughs> we we packed up some narches and some apples and some uh, bananas and stuff. Now they dry. Now they good time to sow now. And then I've got some lemon seed. I planted last year December seed that's from uh, Hawaii. Some very exquisite palm trees. And I thought, man, what did I do with the seed? And I've got a little bag that I sealed. And the other day I opened the bag. And that seed took now eight months to sprout. It's this height. The other seed did not come up because I was looking for it. And then I discover when I start unpacking certain drawers, my goodness, I did not plant it. That's why I could not expect a harvest. Now the phenomenal thing, I've got an apple here. I can count the apple seed, but God can count the apples in one seed. <laughs> uh, I can count, I've got somewhere mustard seed. I can count the mustard seeds, they're tiny. But God can count how much Gradellas or passion fruit is in one seed. I can count there's seven, eight, nine, ten seeds in an apple. But when God counts it in one seed, there can be a thousand apples and five hundred apples. That's the power of sowing and reaping. Now, now, nothing happens. Listen, until the seed is planted. Don't say God's waiting. Uh, I'm waiting on God. God, I said it. God's waiting on you. Because Genesis 1.11 says, oh, no, we've already read that scripture. John 12.24. Jesus said, unless a grain of wheat is buried or sowed in the ground, it cannot reproduce it. But if it dies, it will produce much fruit. Now, this is very powerful. Seed must be given away. I can have a lot of seed in my bag, and the seed will mean nothing. It will rotten uh, until I sow it. What does it help to have bags of seeds? And farmers, we've got a farmer, that farmer full-time at Loftal, Brother Kurs, and he can tell you, if you keep seed too long, it means nothing. It later on can rotten and get uh, 
uh, sterile and don't produce. Because when Jesus made the statement, he said, unless a grain of wheat is buried, it cannot produce. But if it dies, it will produce much fruit. Oh, my word. He also explained this in Mark chapter 4, 26. Now he's talking about the kingdom, what we live in, what we are ambassadors of, what we are citizens of the kingdom, what we need to preach. He said, preach the kingdom. He said, in Mark chapter 4, 26, Jesus said, the kingdom of God is like someone who plants seed in the ground. Night and day, whether the person is asleep or awake, the seed still grows, but the person does not know how it grows. Now, there's a risk by planting seed. And the risk this morning is this, that when we understand the risk, you plant it and it's in the soil. I don't go and dig up every morning the seed to say, how far did you grow? <laughs> No, that will be unwise. Because what I need to know, and that's what Jesus said, he said even that person, he's asleep, and, uh, and, and then he's awake. But the seed still grows. But the person doesn't know how it grows. Oh my word, that's so phenomenal. That's why there's a risk. I plant it. But it's God who's got a law in motion, how the seed develops. You keep on giving love. At the end of the time, you put burning coals on somebody's head that hates you. They will love you back. You, you keep on sowing out of your need. And you say, oh my word, because reason and logic says, I cannot sow now because if I sow, I will not have enough. And that's where a lot of people make the mistake. I've seen people get in the, the law of sowing and reaping. And then when they reap a harvest, they stop sowing. And then they get in trouble. And then they forgot what God did. Then they start murmuring, complaining, doubt God and say, the Bible has stopped working. This thing, they only want my money or my car or whatever. No, it's because sowing is a continual process it's a part of our life it's you every day you sow listen number three when i have a need i should plant a seed that's the third law of sowing and reaping now i must know how much time i have left over and uh, so that we can see where we're going now listen jesus said uh, or the Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 11, 6. Do your planting in the morning and in the evening. Listen, hallelujah. <laughs> because too, you never know whether it will all grow well or whether one planting will do better than the other. That means this morning, I need to plant so that us, the seed that when I have a need, I must plant. 
Because the thing is, if you keep on watching to the atmosphere and to the circumstances and to what the news media, I was watching the stats. Uh, yesterday's stats was in the past 20-something hours, so many people developed the COVID-19 thing. The morning stat says in a few seconds, it jumped from 13,000 or from 12,000 to now, in a few seconds, 13,000 people with, add on to. That's why the numbers are so high. If you look at all these things and fear and more than 3 million people lost their jobs and most of them are women. We've got a nation that's more than 45 to 50% without work. A lot of Christians are losing their jobs and businesses go down and big companies and I spoke to a high school teacher, he's manufacturing furniture now out of, uh, with planks. He said, because everything, we lost everything in life. And you could see the devastation and the fear. That's where people, the papaya hits the fan. I cannot say the word popo because that means something different in the American language. That's where the papaya hits the fan. When you have a need, I should plant. I gave myself like God told me. And then I prayed. I gave myself. There's times that you don't need to pray. Now, let me qualify that. God bless me. God said, no, first put the seed in. Then I can bless it. Then you pray. Because prayer must work within the area of reaping a harvest of what I sow. That's why I say, do your planting in the morning <laughs> so that you will never know what that's going to produce. Now, <laughs> no, number four, whatever I plant is what I will reap. Galatians 6 verse 7 you will reap exactly what you plant. Be cautious what you plant. Don't plan doubt and unbelief and turmoil and criticism and fault finding and the anointing you respect, especially in the area of wanting a harvest. God is so gracious for us. And we keep pastors in the field during this time. We keep families by the... Now, it's not blowing the horn. That's not the thing. It's to tell you we're active because I've learned not to become a dead sea. A dead sea have an inflow, no outflow. If you only have an inflow and no outflow in the natural, in your body, you become constipated. There's a lot of Christians. They are financially and in the area of what they have needs constipated, and that can lead to death. Because they did not become sowers, the example of the farmer that the Bible used. Because God expects us to be sowers in the kingdom. Whatever I plant is what I'm going to reap. You cannot plant beans and think millies is going to come. Or you plant apples and think you're going to have oranges. No, whatever you plant, 
is what you're going to reap. We've shown cars. That's why God bless us with vehicles. And we still give vehicles away. God bless us with property. We've given. Why? There were a time when I gave away a 17 million rand property. In, <laughs> it was not that value at that time. But I gave it away. And then God started blessing us supernaturally. They, that same property I gave away. People came to me a few years ago and said, when you buy, I know you want to build a church. Buy this property back from us for 17 million. If you sow money, it's what you're going to get. That's why I've learned. God told me these couples, senior couples that work their whole life for God. And God said, you keep them and you take care of them. This ministry takes care of people that are on pension. We pay their pension. We pay their car services. We pay their medical. We send them whatever they need. We take care. Now, I'm not telling you because people think, oh, you've got, where do you live? You live in a, no, no, no. You must understand where we came from. This is just tools, what we have. Money and cars and land and houses and words and love is tools. It's not, God is not against you having stuff. He doesn't want stuff to have you. And then he bless you that things can flow through you to other people. Oh, my word, listen. <laughs> Whatever I plant is what I will reap. Galatians 6, 7, the B section. And that's the message translation. The person who plants selfishness, ignoring the needs of others. And ignoring God, harvest a crop of wheat. Did you just hear what stands in the Bible? That's the message translation. A person who plants selfishness. This is what COVID-19 is teaching us. This is what is working. Are you an unselfish person that you not only say, I need to survive and I'm just for me, but are you living the God dream? That's why Jesus came. He did not live for himself. He lived his father's dream to get sinners saved, get the sick healed, get the poor. That's why <laughs> the spirit of the Lord is upon me. The first message Jesus preached. Listen, to preach the gospel to the poor. A lot of people say, I just want to preach for the rich. No, that's good. We need to preach for the rich, but also to the poor to give them hope. Listen, this day, he says, who are who plants selfishness, ignoring the needs of others. Hallelujah. Listen, and ignoring God, harvest a crop of weeds. How many times is left over? Or how many time are we in? That's all he heard. <laughs> That's all he had to show for his life. Is weeds. But the one who plants in response to God, letting God's Spirit do the growth, work in him, harvest a crop of real life, eternal life. Wow. In other words, when I grow, unselfishness will let me be a sower. How do I know people as Walking with God, have the nature of God. 
I have his nature, his ability. How do I know it? When I'm not selfish. When I ask somebody, are you okay? It's because the Spirit of God wants me to ask. And then I know breakthrough is coming. Number five. I am not only the only sower in life. That's what I need to know. God's got different people that he wants to use. But the fact that God asks of you, he's got promotion for you and your family personally in store. John 4, 38. Now remember, preaching is proclaiming. Teaching is explaining. He said, I sent you to reap where you didn't plant. Others had already done work before you. And you will gather the harvest. The fact that Loftal is in the position where we are, we harvest what other pastors have sown before. <laughs> Listen, people, to be a first century church with a 21st century, in a 21st century world, to have the solution, I must grow up, I must become a sower, and I must be a goer. Number six, I always reap in a different season, oh my word, than I sow. I always reap in a different season than I sow. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 to 5. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. A time to plant and then a time to harvest. A time to scatter and a time to gather. It's very important. That's why I have a saying out of the scripture. Sow where you want to go in life. I was preaching in Baton Rouge and uh, I shared this principle. Sow where you want to grow. And a lady came to me, she said, she has an invitation to become a missionary in Kenya, but she doesn't have the money. And today she's going to sow where she want to go. She said, because you are a missionary and I want to sow in good soil for the children, what you're doing in Africa. She sowed in 24 hours. Humanly speaking, impossible. She received thousands of American dollars to help her through her whole journey to break through and that she could be that missionary and sustain herself. Number seven, I must be patient and not give up. Galatians 6, 9, let us not get tired of doing what is right for after a while we will reap a harvest of blessing. Keep on. That's why scripture says when you receive, honor God with your income. Honor God with your first fruits. Don't wait. Don't reason it out. Don't bother with logic. Hallelujah. Thank you. Listen, I must be patient and not give up. Sowing is an ongoing thing. If you don't sow, there's a time that you will don't have a harvest. Number eight. I've got a few minutes. I always read more than I sow. Mark 4 verse 8. Some seed fell on good soil. That's why you must be cautious where you sow in. You can sow in stony ground. You can 
so in, uh, uh, just on top of the soil, where the birds of the air will come. But you need good soil, good soil. Good soil is where God's people are taking care of other people. That's the only way how you can, he who gives to the poor lends unto the Lord. That's where a lot of people keep on. I, every morning I wake up, I say, to whom can I be a blessing today? Then I said, I need to go to the bank. To do what? To do a deposit for somebody, somewhere. Listen, people, and you'll be amazed. I unpack uh, the counter yesterday of one of these drawers, and I found all the slips of things that we did by the grace of God. It's to help and advance, not to say we're good. <laughs> and don't send me a dove with a note on now and say, I need a million right now. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> we need to follow God's principles. <laughs> Listen. And he said some had a multiplying 30-fold, some 60 and even 100 times more. Number nine, I increase my harvest, my harvest by planting more seed. If you want to break through, if Lofta wants to do greater things, we need to plant more. We plant it in Africa. We plant it in the UK. We plant it in Italy. We plant it in, oh my word, in Africa everywhere. We plant it in America. We plant it in China. We plant it, there's a time when I went to uh, a hair guy that we planted in Vietnam. We planted in different nations of the world. Greatness. That's why if I want to increase my harvest, I must plant more seed. Remember this. 2 Corinthians 9, 6, 7. Whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will reap generously. Each one should give what he decided in his heart to give. If I have the mind of Christ, I will give everything that God asks me. All the love, all the caring, all everything, what God's word instructs me. His heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion. For God loves. What does God do? He loves a cheerful giver. Proverbs eleven twenty four. The world of the generous get larger and larger. <laughs> That's why my children and my grandchildren and, and, and the family will not have less. Come on, somebody. It will increase. It will go larger and larger because the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. Wow! What a word! Somebody said what a word. Now, number 10. The more seed I plant, the more God will give me. Because God operates in the principle, if you're faithful with a little, I can trust you with much more. For God who supplies seed to the farmer, 2 Corinthians 19, and bread to eat will give you more and more seed to plant and will make it grow so that you can give away more and more fruit from your harvest. He who only gives when he's asked for it is delayed in his harvest. I've learned and developed the grace of God to be more sensitive for the voice of God. Come on, people. Number 11. 
I plan by faith, not by my feelings. If you're going to operate by emotions, there's times that God said, so into that person's life who hate you. <laughs> said, devil, get behind me. It could not be God. God said, do it. You'll put burning coals on their heads. It's to show them that the God we serve is a generous God. And God loves you. It's all about his love. Come on, people. Psalm 125 or 126, verse 5 to 6. Those who plant in tears will harvest with shouts of joy. That's why I have a joy in my heart. Because I've planted. Remember when Quiz died and Nikki got in the wheelchair and the day they brought her back here in this house, she was a vegetable. Listen, I sowed many times in tears. And I cried and cried and cried. 2017 was the year that I've cried the most. Oh my word, when my mother must have I've cried. But listen, I had the scripture of Psalm 126, verse 5 to 6. He says, those who plant in tears will harvest with shouts of joy. They weep as they go to plant the seed, but they sing as they return with the harvest. Glory to God. And the last one, and if you want more that I can share more about this in weeks to come, I can preach this and give you more detail. The best time to plant is now, this moment. I've learned. <laughs> if you delay the seed, I tried one time to reason, and God said, so into this pastor's life, this amount, it happened recently, and somebody that impacted my life, and it was a big amount, 10,000. And the Lord said, sow it. And then I reasoned, and then I had the excuse, and then I said, the COVID-19, I cannot go to this and that. And then I got so busy, and the Lord spoke to me. He said, you're going to delay the harvest I want to send to you. I immediately asked somebody to do it, and they, we sow it. And that same day, I saw the harvest came back. And the harvest came back. And the harvest is still coming to help God's people on the face of the earth. Because the Bible says in Ecclesiastes 11.4, Those who wait for perfect weather will never plant seeds. And those who look at every cloud will never reap a harvest. Then I'm finishing to turn back. You have daring faith to sow in this time. It costs faith. That's why God wants you to have faith. To sow yourself out of debt. If there's never a time to come out of debt, it's now. The area where the enemy is attacking you the most is in the area of debt. And that's why they bring all this glimmer and glass and things to you. To uh, There's a loan available. We've got this new credit card. No, don't ignore that. God wants you to be free, financially free. That you can complete your godly ex assignment without delays. And I say it again. 
Why sowing? That's God's way to test our heart. Where your treasure is, it's where your heart is. The whole thing about God is a heart issue. It's a heart issue. When my heart is pure, God's vision is clear. To grow, to be planted deep. God, we've been reading the scripture and I've said it. God doesn't want you to love him just a fraction of your life because he made you to love you and all what he asked back is love me back just love me love the Lord your God with all of your heart because religion cannot do it it's a relationship the sons of God all this boils down of growing sowing and going to the what the world is waiting on, creation is waiting on, the manifestation of the sons of God and the daughters of God. How will we know who they are? There's so many Christians. Yes, they blend in, they go with the stream. It's the ones who are led by the Holy Spirit, who have the love of God, who are not selfish, they are delivered from themselves. It's no longer I that live, but Christ who lives in and through me. Remember that morning when I was sitting at that chair and the Spirit of God came upon me and the Lord said about the financial aspect, it's harvest time, God's going to do it. The faithful will abound in blessing. If you are willing and obedient, willing to his word, Willing with and obedient to be a doer of the word, you will eat the good of the land. The Goshen factor was when calamity hits Egypt, the Hebrew children who followed the instruction who had the blood on the doorpost were not touched by what happened in Egypt. Listen, the angel of death, of destruction didn't come. It passed them by. <laughs> Because they, now you have the blood of Jesus, the doorposts of your life must be growing, sowing, and going, and we will change the world. God is dealing with me about stadiums and about the open air thing and about stuff, and not open air, just do it in vain, and just having a service to No, to make disciples, to be effective, to be significant, I refuse to be the same good stuff that came out of the, or out of the, uh, when lockdown was not there, and go through and not be different. More of Christ, less of us. Now this morning, I'm over my time. But this is one of the greatest messages. Why? Because it brings me back to my Father's heart. For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son, he gave the seed so that there could be a harvest. We're the product of God's seed that he sowed. Now this morning, if you don't know Jesus, this is your opportunity to press the share button, to tell somebody, to take this message to somebody that have a need. And I know they put it on audio and I'll put it on the Jesus International team and on the hour of fear from fear that we do. But this morning I want to help you. 
you don't know Jesus, pray this with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I've heard the word of the Lord. Lord, my life is in shambles, but this morning I'd stop. I put a stop right now to every calamity and every attack and every hopeless feeling by calling upon the name of the Lord Jesus. Your word says, if I believe with my heart, confess with this power of seed, of sowing words in action, I'll be saved. Save me this morning. Forgive me my sin. Wash me in the blood. Put my name in the book of life, Lord. Because I'm not going to be only a church member. I need to be part of the body because that's the vehicle. But I'm going to be a disciple maker that grows so and go. In the mighty name of Jesus, the risen Christ. If you need healing in your body, sow the word. <laughs> Turn what you have into seed. Say, by your stripes I've been made whole, I've been healed. And I've been set free by the resurrection power of God. If you need a financial miracle, start sowing. When is the time to sow? Now, right now, before the thief tries to steal the word. And sow so that you can grow and that you can go. Because what you are doing, it was in that difficult times when I sowed for these times, that we can be in abundance and take care of God's people. God bless you. Gustav the Toy from Loftal International on this Sunday morning. And tonight at six o'clock, it's going to be a powerful word because you are destined for greatness. You are called to change the world, to become the channel that God can flow through you. That's why you heard me saying, God doesn't have a plan for you. He's got a plan with you. And it start with sowing. Remember, I can count the seed in the apple. But God can count how many apples is in one seed. God bless you. Send us your information. Communicate with us. If you gave your heart to the Lord, if this message is a blessing. All our pastors, phenomenal. Uh, let us know you were watching. In the mighty name of Jesus. God bless you. Until tonight at 6 p.m. You're going to be blessed. And remember, from the tip of Africa, it will start. And you the person God wants to use. Love you. What an honor to serve you. In Jesus' name.